Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. (laughs) On our previous subject, we've been talking about virtue and politics. And uh, one person said here, virtue and politics are mutually exclusive. And I think the same person followed up saying virtuous people avoid political careers. That sadly is true. The most virtuous people do stay away from this. And so we end up with the bottom of the barrel a good part of the time, which is part of our problem. Vince, what about Nick Cannon? I believe he's on his 10th child and two more expected this year. It, it's... I, what do I need to say about that? You're correct. The question is not, have you ever made a mistake? It's, do you have the integrity now? Unfortunately, I don't believe people of integrity last in politics. Yeah, a good part of the time. And and frankly, I don't think a lot of times we are not looking for that. We don't care. We want our warrior who's going to go and fight our battles for us. Vince, love your show. Agree often. I could not, still can't stand Trump due to character, but voted for him. If you were in Georgia, could you vote Warnock over Walker, write in or no vote? I find it hard to believe any God-fearing person could vote for the current Democrat platform. Well, of course not. I think I kind of made that clear earlier. Someone made the comment, Flanderer over communists. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's an easy one. Coming up, we're going to talk about how bad the economy is in one country where people are having to rob banks to get their own money. This sounds crazy, doesn't it? One of the reasons I'm sharing this story with you, I'm concerned if we keep going the direction we are and listening to these people who are there for the pursuit of power, and that's it, we're going to land in the same place. It's kind of a cautionary tale. We'll get to that a little bit later on. I I guess this goes in, I don't want you to even view this from the vantage point of virtue. But I share this today really with more of an exhortation. Let me tell you what I mean by that. And what is my computer trying to do here other than freak me out? Uh, ran into a problem. Okay, it better be a problem that is not terminal to the program that I'm operating right now. 
or we're going to have a very serious problem. One of the things, and and I want to make this very clear at the beginning, because I I think a lot of times we view things through sometimes a moral prism when we need to look at them from a relational paradigm. And when we fail to do this, we fail to understand the root of some of the issues that we are dealing with. I mean, it really begins with the gospel itself. Because that is a message that is relational. But really for quite some time, this has been viewed not from a relational standpoint, but almost from a legal perspective, which is not healthy at all. But I'm not going there right now. Here's the reason. I I want to address people who are... At a place of challenge, perhaps in your relationships, your marriage. And I want to put a thought out there because I was just contemplating this yesterday evening as I was reading the story I'm about ready to share with you. And I'm going to make a very bold statement. You're welcome to disagree, to call in and text in and share your disagreement. Feel free to. But here's where I'm going with this. I strongly believe that at the root of every relational problem as it relates to marriages is one or two parties who are not prioritizing the relationship above everything else. It's really that simple. All it takes is one. But if you've got two people who are not prioritizing the relationship See, because I hear people talk all the time about interests. Well, I'm interested in this and that, and she's interested in this and that, and we're kind of pulled in different directions. Here's my question. What is the priority in your life? And I'm asking you married folks this question. What's the priority of your life? Is it your marriage relationship Or does the marriage kind of rank in there with all kinds of other competing things, including children? And I'll say something else very controversial to some people. Do not, if you are a parent, do not put your children above your spouse. That's a huge problem. And unfortunately, what happens a lot of times is we have... What amounts to child-centered parenting and relationships? Very unhealthy. It's unhealthy for marriages. And frankly, it's unhealthy for children who come to believe that they are the priority over the marriage. The marriage is the foundation of the relationship, the whole family relationship. If that marriage relationship crumbles, the whole thing comes apart. I think you understand that. People Magazine reporting, Giselle Bündchen has hired a divorce lawyer 
Tom Brady trying to figure out what to do. And again, I just want to remind you, I'm not speaking any condemnation on these folks. I wish them the best. I hope the best for them. Giselle Bündchen has hired a divorce lawyer following months of tension between her and her longtime husband, Tom Brady. A source tells people Brady is trying to figure out what to do after Bündchen hired a lawyer and is looking for one himself. Representatives for both did not respond to people's request for comment. Page Six was the first to report the news. Sources previously told people that a rift between Brady and Bündchen began in part with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback decided to return to the NFL earlier this year after a brief 40-day retirement. Bündchen and Brady share two children. Along with Brady's son, with his ex. Another source said Bündchen did not like how Brady handled his return to the Buccaneers. She was so happy when he announced his retirement. She was not thrilled at all when he went back on that. They're hitting a rough patch, this person added, but I know they're trying, or at least he's trying to figure it out and make it work. He wants to get through this and for things to get better. Another insider said the seven-time Super Bowl winner is totally devoted to his children during the offseason and spends time with his family in between games and traveling. This source says no other husband gets six months off a year to be totally devoted to just their family. And during the season, yes, he travels for games and trains, but he's with his family a lot, too. Since the start of this season, Munchen has not seen, or at least been seen, at any of her husband's four games. One source told people she has been spending time away from Brady. Not a very good sign at all. We'll talk more about this as we continue. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives. Streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. And we're back on the broadcast. <laughs> oh, this is pretty interesting. Some of the things that I've uh, got on the text line response to talking about Tom Brady, Tom and Giselle. We start here. 
Amen to what you were just talking about. When I was a little boy, my daddy would come in from work. The first person he would kiss would be Mama. When I asked him about it, he said he and Mama were together before I was born, and he and Mama would be together after I was grown, and it left the house. It was an important lesson. That's awesome. This texture says, I don't remember the word prioritize in my wedding vows. <laughs> Are we going to get into words here? But so I guess 40 days at home with even the hottest wife is still scarier and more stressful than getting chased down and tackled by 350-pound linemen. <laughs> Vince Tom Brady needs to grow up. Why he thinks there isn't a line to replace him professionally and personally is beyond me. That's Alan out of Gastonia. Hmm. Steve out of Indian Trail says, Vince, Tom's marital woes are none of anyone's business. You talk about Brady, you won't talk about Mayfield and the crap that he said about the Carolina fans. <laughs> Vince, in a nutshell, Tom Brady traded a lovely and devoted millionaire wife for a mediocre team and a low passer rating than Geno Smith. On the other hand, Giselle joins Eli Manning, Nick Foles, the ranks of people who have taken rings away from Tom Brady. <laughs> Love, honor, and obey. Yes, prioritizes, Bill Clinton says. Define prioritize. That's asking a lot in today's world. I would bet you a lot of these marriages that break up as soon as the kids move out are the ones where one or both spouses prioritize the children over their marriage. Yes, 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 yes. This texture says, I don't know why I should even care. Are you married? I hope you care. Vince, I'll be more than happy to give my job and career. <laughs> oh, I want it I, this is kind of a convoluted text. I can't understand the rest of this. But the point I'm making here is not to go into and to delve into Tom and Giselle's marriage. That's not my point. My point is more personal. For those of you who are married, I'm asking you. Is your marriage the priority? Above everything else. And if it's not, it's time to do some very serious work to make sure that is the case. That's the only point that I'm making. Uh, see, I, I live my life differently. I'm not, in, I'm not so much interested in analyzing and critiquing other people. I like to learn cautionary lessons, perhaps, from the things that I'm watching. I'm looking at myself which I'm challenging you to do. That's all. This is not so much trying to delve into who's right and who's wrong or any of this, any of this stuff. That's all. Speaking from experience, the person you see before you is not the same person a lot of time when the door is shut and it's just you and her in the house. Uh-huh. Yep, 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 yep. I'm married, but I don't care about Tom Brady's life. I didn't ask you to. I asked you to examine your own. That was my point. 
My marriage is not top priority. It should be. You just reminded me of that. Good job. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. It's not about gawking and all the other stuff that people are doing. There's plenty of that, plenty of people who will do it. Um, let us see what this message is. Hmm. Ooh. <laughs> I think I'll skip that one. I don't need to stir up any more mischief then. I've already stirred up today. I want to quickly get to something that really disturbs me on so many levels. We've had so many discussions about energy the past few months as we've watched gasoline prices soar. And I'm just going to give you a heads up. The prices are probably going to go back up. Here's the news. You may have heard this already. OPEC. OPEC is going to cut oil production by 2 million barrels a day to shore up prices, defying U.S. pressure. They're basically flipping the bird to the United States of America. OPEC and non-OPEC partners agreed to impose deep output cuts, seeking to spur a recovery in crude prices, despite U.S. pressure to pump more. Oil prices have fallen to roughly $80 a barrel from over 120 a barrel in early June, amid growing fears about the prospect of a global economic recession. But now, a group of some of the world's most powerful oil producers agreed to impose deep output cuts, seeking to spur a recovery in crude prices despite calls from the U.S. to pump more to help the global economy. This is so profoundly irresponsible. No, I'm not talking about OPEC. I'm talking about the United States of America and the irresponsible buffoon that we have as president right now. I want you to understand, folks, we have put, <laughs> this president has put us in a very dangerous and vulnerable place we don't need to be in. You know what, you know what we ought to do right now? See, this is what leaders do. Oh, OPEC, you're going to cut oil. A real president goes out to the Rose Garden, has an immediate news conference. Well, I think it's rather unfortunate that these folks have decided not to pump more oil. Well, you know what? Screw you. We are going to increase our supply of oil. Everything that has been done in any way to limit our oil production in the United States of America, we're taking the gloves off. And anybody, anywhere, you need oil, we will supply right here from the United States of America. You want to cut supplies? We are going to increase supplies. That's what a leader does. And I think you know what we don't have here in the United States of America right now. And we're poor for it in every way possible. Love to get your thoughts. Coming up, we're going to talk about money. Stay with us.
You're giving a false perspective on this administration or any administration on this oil issue. I suspect you know it. Oil companies can pump more right now. Mm-hmm. Just a sampling of what's here. Vince, easy solution. Drill, frack, refine. It's not the only scary thing going on. You hear about the digital Fed currency scheduled to take place next year. Talk about more government control over our money and our lives. This is likely why they want to collapse the dollar. Vince, I totally agree with you on your take on the OPEC story. A president who will not take such actions as you presented is not keeping the oath of office they took and should be removed. Wishful thinking, huh? Uh, Yes, it is. Let me remind you again. It's the president in the United States that's gone begging to OPEC to supply more oil. Why? Why are we doing that? Why are we begging them when we've got oil we can supply here? And if some of you are making the argument, if the oil companies are the problem, well, if he's got some balls, come out and call out the oil companies for not taking advantage of that oil now and not drilling. If they're not doing that, call them out. It's really that simple. Leadership is lacking. And it's pathetic to watch. It really is. To watch a president of the United States going around with a tin cup begging, Would you give it some more oil? <laughs> it's disgraceful. Absolutely disgraceful. I want to make sure I have time for this story. Uh, this is a story I think started developing when I was away last week. And yeah, I'll tell you what, it's scary. Very scary. Because I want you to know, I have no hesitation in believing this could happen in the United States of America if we're not careful. Listen to this. 28-year-old Sally Hafiz never imagined she would rob a bank. But September 14th, that's exactly what she did. Walked into her bank in the Lebanese capital of Beirut, waved a gun in the air and demanded $20,000 whole incident live streamed online not a one-off at least eight similar incidents by other bank customers there's the key word there ladies and gentlemen customers bank heists have become common in Lebanon amid the country's economic crisis and people have started using them are you ready for this folks to demand their own savings frozen by the financial system This woman went into a gun, went into a bank with a gun to get her own money. This is insane. The government finally ordered all the nation's bank to be shut down and only partially reopened them this week. The Association of Banks in Lebanon said they would reopen in a limited capacity to businesses, educational institutions, and hospitals. This, this chills me to the spine. I mean, seriously, folks. Many banks have now also hired security guards. 
reached over WhatsApp at an undisclosed location in Lebanon. Salih Hafiz said she doesn't consider herself a criminal for what she did. She even had to adopt a persona to be able to go through with the plan. In my mind, I pretended I was a character in a movie. After a few tense minutes, bank employees scrambled to give her hands full of cash. She walked out with $13,000. In the end, nobody hurt. And the gun she used turned out to be a toy that belonged to her nephew. But this anger is continuing across the country. One economist saying what we're witnessing in Lebanon is just a symptom of the economic violence that has been enforced on the people for decades. Since 2019, Lebanon's currency has lost 90% of its value. Folks, we need to pay attention to this. Foreign investment mostly dried up and many many depositors withdrew their money from the banks. This led to a shortage of foreign currency, including U.S. dollars. In response, the bank set a limit on how much customers could withdraw. Keep in mind, customers could withdraw of their own money. They limited that to between 200 and 400 a month. They can also exchange their dollars for Lebanese pounds at a much lower rate. This analyst saying these heists are just in a way an expression of hopelessness because there's no other channels for people to regain access to their savings. You know what's really sad about Ms. Hafiz? She held up the bank earlier this month. She needed the money for her sister's cancer treatment. Somebody who works for an advocacy group called the Depositors Outcry Association said there are many people like Hafiz in Lebanon who cannot withdraw their savings for emergency needs. Depositors in Lebanon are around 2 million. One math teacher said all her own inheritance money frozen in a bank. I'm facing many problems. I couldn't pay for my son's university fees. Then he stopped studying for about six months. The last three years, her advocacy group has tried everything from filing multiple lawsuits to protesting in the streets to pleading face-to-face with the president and the prime minister. Nobody in the whole country is willing to give solutions. Folks, I'm telling you, don't think this is for Lebanon alone. If push comes to shove and these people don't get their act together in this country... This is us, unable to get access to our own freaking money. Better pay attention to this. Stay with us. Final stretch of the Vince Coakley radio program on this Wednesday. Time for us to take a look at the day in history before we get there on the text line about this banking issue. If it's not in your possession, you don't own it. Americans will learn when it's too late. The private banking and banks are the way to go. Trudeau in Canada shut down some of the truckers accounts who were protesting 
Yep, we remember that, don't we? Just keep this in mind, ladies and gentlemen. Let us now take a look at the day in history. Chris, how are you doing today, man? Doing well, Vince. Hope you are. Not bad. We have a total of 10 questions. This man by the name of Alonzo Cross came up with a very important invention in 1880. Just revolutionized written communications. What did Alonzo Cross come up with? He got a patent for this product. Uh, the crossbow. Not quite. The first Alonzo. ballpoint pen. Okay, okay. Ballpoint pen, very important invention at the time. 1938, this one will be easy to come up with. This country invalidated the passports of all Jews. 1938. Uh, so around that time, we'll see what was going on. Uh, the Germany. Germany is definitely the answer there. 1947, he made history by being not only heard, but seen. Which president delivered the first televised address from the White House? Uh, 1947 was the year. 47. Uh, Herbert Hoover. Actually, much later, we're talking about Harry Truman. Harry Truman. I always get their H's mixed. Truman was met the... Harry. I met Harry Truman. Yeah. It's, Same it's guy a... that dropped the bomb. Exactly. I can't remember his name. So I always think he's Harry Truman. This will help remind you now. 1961. No. This debuted in New York City. This uh, particular production, um, how should we describe this? It's a reference to a meal at a very expensive place. Cats. Well, what's the meal? <laughs> oh, um, meal at an expensive place. Uh, breakfast at Tiffany. There you go. <laughs> I knew you would get that one. Didn't I provide you a perfect clue? Isn't that a great one? All right. You don't have to answer that. 1962 is our next one. Dr. No premiered. What's so significant about Dr. No in 1962? It was the first film of this type. Uh, science fiction. First science fiction television series. Oh. No. James Bond. James Bond. I've not seen this one, by the way. No. It's old. Probably one of the major reasons I haven't. Okay, humor. I am not familiar with any. I've never watched these movies. Uh, but a lot of friends of mine in school, grade school, were big into this. 1969, this particular comedy debuted on the BBC. What was it? Monty Python's Flying Circus. Yeah. Have you seen it? Oh, absolutely, yes. You a big fan? Yes. Okay. Yes. I have never watched. Can you believe that? I, I need to watch one time at least and see what eh. this craze is about. It's not for everybody. It's true. Different, different humor. 1970 from the BBC to this, to this particular organization... This network was established in 1970. Public television. What is it known as right now? PBS. PBS. 1970. Let's see if I can do my math correct this time. That's 52 years, right? Did I do that correctly this time, Chris? Well, yeah, I was, I was born in 70, so that's easy. Okay, very good. 1989. I'm the same age as PBS. 
Uh, yeah. This is the um, winner of the Nobel Prize. This guy, probably, uh, probably one of the most foremost people on the planet, known as a person of peace. He is an Asian person. Dudley Hirschbach. You're so silly. What am I going to do with you? Is it Gandhi? Uh, I, I, how about the second most <laughs> person known? Mother Teresa. Uh, number three. I'm, I'm, those the, are as many. Those are the all the Dalai, people there. Oh, the, the Dalai Lama. Yeah, it's Asian was the big clue there, uh, which would put you at either. Uh, I don't know the difference. The first one you mentioned or this one. 2011. Think of the uh, company Apple, and I think, is this the founder of Apple? Passed away 2011? What was his name? Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. Died in 2000. Can you believe that's been 11 years ago? I can. Time's flying. My goodness. It is zipping by. Just zipping by. And then 2017, boy, this really started off a wave of... Accusations, I guess you can say. New York Times published bombshell allegations against this director. Oh, uh, Harvey Weinstein. Yep, Harvey Weinstein is the man. A a mogul. Yep. 2017, when it happened. Uh, A quick uh, interesting story developing on Pine Island. You want to talk about rescues taking place? Here's an interesting one for you. Will Peretino and his partner, Lauren Stepp, would not leave their Pine Island compound. Authorities pleaded with residents to leave their homes. Why didn't they want to leave? Well, they have two lemurs and a flock of 275 parrots, some of the world's rarest. So a rescue mission dubbed Operation Noah's Ark launched to catch, cage, and ferry the birds off the island. And that's a condition to persuade these two people to leave the island as well. They said they're not going to leave them without the birds. They're not going to go. So they're going to try to get the birds. And in turn, hopefully these two humans will also leave. Hopefully everyone will safely make their way off of this island after a catastrophe. That's all that we have for today. Thank you very much for joining us. Have yourselves a great day. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 